With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000 year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings. This is Parisha, host of Windows in Your Mind. Thank you for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about quite a few things that are going on in our world. Some of that, the Olympics and the outcome of a lot of the things that are happening there that are beneficial for the world, I feel. The games seem to bring on the very best of talents and skills, obviously well-earned. And also it gives us a way for our countries to come together and there to be real opportunity of us working side by side and working toward a greater goal, goal of goodness together. Anyway, I think that what came out of the particular uh, opening with North and South Korea was very, very encouraging. For quite a while now, I have been working as peacekeeper and working back and forth, and especially since it got kind of heated up here some time back with threats and so forth and on. And there's just wonderful, beautiful people. And one of the questions I have, and today what we're going to do is actually deal with questions and know how the various answers will come up in each one of us. But to me, when I meet these beautiful people, I've met people from both sides of that invisible line, and they're beautiful people. They're loving, caring people uh, in many ways. They have family or very close related uh, people on, you know, the north and south, just like we went through when they, the wall was very much the dominant presence in Germany. But right now, it's just like what's really happening with the Olympics is that they're coming together and some of the bitterness between them has been resolved for the time being, or at least the commonality of what the, their missions and purposes are has brought them to a greater mindset. But I ask to myself, and you know, this is just me, but I ask to myself, what separates us like that? You know, what what begins here in this country? We've had the Civil War and a Definitely, right now, there's definitely some visible lines of difference as to our President Trump, okay, and all that went on with Hillary Clinton. But when we come to looking at what in us, each one of us individually, I'm sure that everybody on this call with me are people who are very much involved in study and processes and, and means of change and have ideals of being a very beautiful, nurturing, global being. And you make me so happy to know that you're out there and that you're listening and that even with it being on this side of the screen for me and that side for you, heart to heart, mind to mind, and in, in our thoughts and values, there's no separation nor anything that exists that divides us. But when I see how politics actually successfully separates people 
It, and uh, I've seen it happening in families. I've seen it happening, you know, in, in obvious business reasons and so forth and on. But then each one of us, there's there's something that happens to us. Not a healthy thing, not, not a, a beautiful or a nurturing thing that happens when it brings up all of that that's within us. So many times, you know, people will say, well, it's just our thoughts or it's just our mind. Well, the one true thing that we can trust is that in our brain, there is a particular mechanism or a particular manner that goes on that actually stimulates stuff like that. That's true. So there is a natural inclination if you kind of rattle it and get it stirred up, I guess. But at this point, to actually know that we would kill or harm people just because of a political difference and that being something that could be resolved with very, very, just sit down and good intelligence as far as negotiation. So then we come, you know, many years now, I started way back a long, long time ago, 30 years or so, with conflict resolution in Israel and with the Palestinians and the Israelis. And, uh, you know, what the biggest thing I think that finally pulls things together is mothers. When, you know, the men get through with all of their rough and mighty and strong and all of the other stuff that they put to the table, when the mothers start seeing their children going into war, losing sons and daughters to anger and hatred, then the mothers are the easiest ones to talk to to get the conflict resolution, at least in the process. And then, like I said, you, you know, not to say that men aren't compassionate. Yes, they are. There, there are very strong and very good compassionate men in the world. But the women will talk about it faster. The women will be willing to seek the solutions faster, at least in my experience. So any of you who are feeling you know different than that, that you know, bless you, there's, no, there's absolutely no problem that I have with that. But in my experience, it's been the women who will step up and want to see the immediate changes or take, take away the particular threat from their children or their, their, their families. So when I'm looking at Korea going through the same thing, it's like I sit back and observe that as a young woman, you know, I very courageously would run into the situation with these gallant determinations of resolving and knowing that I'd be talking to intelligent beings and all of this that's just division stuff and this political stuff and all this other was just, you know, we could talk about it and it would be gone. I had to learn that it, that the strength of those differences, the power of those differences, you know, to get someone to talk about just just a a little bit about you know solutions, strategies that work that make you know whatever anybody in the owl that want to have happen. Can't get them to do that, so. Like, then I begin to watch it not only on the larger national scenes, but, you know, working with people and teams and people I know that are totally devoted. And at this point of my life, some of them have given their whole life to just serving people in disasters and people that, you know, harm's way has touched and that that has just given everything, time, money, you know, all that it needed. They've, they've put to it everything. And I watched them, and I watched them move amongst those who have the bitterness and the hatred. And I noticed that the only thing that changes that, beloveds, is the, the determination that peace and love will, will excel and will rise above all of that. So when they're working and with everything that they've read and they've come to live and have in their life, they no longer buy into, you know, that there are no solutions. So they're in there plugging away and they just stay focused, beautiful, singing, you know, they do their meditations, they, 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 they hold their field. 
you know, and then everything that I'm reading and all of the powerful scientists and all of the people who are writing uh, all of the information that you're now very privileged to uh, in regards to the brain and thoughts and energy and all of that are saying the same thing. It's just a matter of holding our focus. And so for us to actually become so determined that, that love is, that all we can emanate is love. You know, I'm seeing over the 78 years of my life the transition and the evolution of that. And beloveds, that's real. That's 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 showing in in you know what you and I would consider the straight people, which means people who don't read what we read, or people who don't have any interest in anything other than surviving and doing the nine to five and taking care of all the responsibilities of family and life and so forth and on. So they're feeling it. Not only are they feeling it, they're actually talking about it and they make little, you know, blurps of response to it. Not quite in the conversation and, you know, the cross the table discussions and stuff, but they've heard it so much and it is there that, you know, they make little 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 tweeps about it, you know? And it's really, really working. So it's like, I know just from watching the very strong people that make up the work that I do and the work that they serve and work with all over this world, and I don't just mean in one country, I mean all over this world, there's just those very dedicated souls. And when they go into an area, it's not just that they go in to handle the bad, they go in with a trusting heart and they love and they don't, they don't come in judging, you know, they just stay present. And they work very hard to hold their focus. In other words, in some areas, there's just a whole lot of life-threatening stuff going on. And that doesn't, that doesn't interrupt them, that does not stop them or postpone anything that they do on a daily basis. They just simply do what they do, hold the field, of energy about themselves and realizing that they are the DNA that we can drop into a vat of disturbed and turbulent DNA and that they stand their focus enough that it begins to change and emerge out into the field and then everything changes. So the work that we're doing, especially looking today at the Olympics and seeing North and South Korea in the same place, putting their efforts together to show the world what Korea represents and being able to, and you know, I don't know how much any of you know about Korea, but you're talking about a country that's in the, in the very highest levels of technical development. I mean, very powerful technology comes out of there. And so they're just really at the, the, the place of where let's, you know, let's see if we can't do it better. And I, and I believe that the more knowledge we know, yes, there's always something else that comes with knowing more, you know, and there's good and bad. Remember, we live in the field of duality, so we can't just say something is 100% this or that because of the field of duality. There's positive, negative, and everything, okay? So when we look at that and we realize that the technical development that's going on is causing people to take a closer look at the gifts of being human, at the very privilege of living life in the body of a human, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to get some notes and people on Facebook or whatever telling me, yeah, but then there are illnesses. Yes, there are, beloved. And that is life. That's how, that's, that is the way that river flows. I've encountered a few of those things myself along the way and have had to deal with that. I'm not making little of that. I'm just saying that if we want more of what we're calling positive, then we have to be able to control our own thought process and our, our tendency of weak-mindedness that brings us to doubts. 
Now, I know that this is not new to some of you because I know that you're very adamant students and you're learning how to work a lot of this for yourself. But even with that, okay, those who your studies, your effects are having effect on those who don't study. So, you know, I want you in those hours or maybe those days when you're pounding out your best and you're not seeing the results that you thought were definitely going to come about today. You need to know that you stay strong because that actually helps lift the consciousness and that consciousness affects every living human being. And that while you're doing all that you're doing for your self-enlightenment, you are lifting and bringing all with you. And when you start looking at just doing, keeping the practices going to stay, you know, very dedicated and committed and making sure that you're, con you know, doing your commitments on a daily basis, that works, that, that, you know, when you sit there and you say, well, what can I do? How could I change? This is how you change it. This is how you change it, is get yourself totally totally in that place of peace. You become the instrument, then you become the oracle, then you emanate it out into the world. But the practices has to be done daily by yourself. So with all of the team that we have over there, they, they are so excited at seeing how the bonding and how, you know, there's a lot of standoffishness at first and, and within the Korean people, not just the government, the government has been very effective in creating the, the, what I would consider the separation or the justification of separation to the people. And in that, you have some people who are very, very much aligned with just the way the politicians see it, and they believe, you know, the other side is, is definitely not good, up to no good, and whatever is the enemy, okay? So just to see that coming together and arrival, my team, I have not, I was not on site. Some stuff come up that I couldn't get there. I was supposed to be there for about two weeks. But then when this all come up, they started reporting in about how the arrival was very cheerful, very light, that in a few instances things were clumsy, meaning, you know, people, this was different. They didn't, you know, know exactly how, okay, how do we go about this when, you know, in the past I've had to reject, stand off, or, you know, divide myself. They they don't, you know, then when they broke past that in their their intensity of winning and stuff, that they've gotten past it. That just gives me hope and lets me know that even under extreme circumstances like this, which there has been killing and everything else going on, the war, you know, uh, food embarg embargoes, meaning not letting food through the lines when food was sent, and just a whole bunch of not good stories, okay? But then through it all, here they come. Here comes the athletes. Here comes the ones that's had to be diligent daily to be in shape, to be ready to, to actually meet the challenge. So between the body, mind, and spirit, that has to align itself for a person to be in this kind of form, to be ready and can handle this, the strenuousness of the physical challenge, but also the mental one. There's no way you can have the body and mind involved in anything without the spirit. So this is just what I feel is happening in the Olympics. I'm seeing effects throughout all of the other parts of the world. And that's the way it goes. That's the truth of how it works. So you're not at the Olympics, most likely, and I'm not. But how do we get to it? Well, I just simply add it to my meditation time. I add it to my thinking time. So I'm not a TV person, but I knew that the grand opening that the Koreans had set up was going to be a magnificent technology display. So I watched that. I was so, so very happy to see the beauty and, and what it took to put that together. And the song, all of the, the great celebrities that were there representing both countries, North and South, actually sang People, the song People. 
and sang it with great compassion and everything. And it's like, you know, it's in these in these moments when you see it and you hear it and you see other human beings reaching out to other human beings. There's such a presence. Here is when we are the closest to that that we call in many different sacred names. There's that difference. There's an essence that comes about. And you could see it electric amongst everybody, the thousands upon thousands of people that were there. And my friend finally got through, was having some communication difficulties, but finally got through. And when he called, he said to me, I don't care where you're at. I know that you're here. I know that all the people who have put everything they can in the last five years into making peace in these countries, everybody needs to know right now. It's in our hands right now. It's actually happening in time. And so I got to hear the song. I got to hear the praise. But I also got to get the the on-ground and on-site touch that said, it's working, it's working. And in some days, there would be such insane political stress being broadcasted that all it took, you know, all that any of us could do was just to sit down and shut it off and simply find our center, each of us individually, find our center. And knowing that within each of us, there are these specific specialties that makes us individually different, but one. And with that, we would simply include people, not just the North and South Korea. We do this as a very huge number of people throughout the world. But we focus on those stress areas and we bring them into that. We find, we do our process, get our minds set in, and then we just bring them in by thought, usually by pictures or something that we've allowed to cultivate our mind with. And we've, you know, sometimes with some, some of the people I work with, we do a tremendous amount of energy work. And you, the energy work demands meditation and mindfulness. There's no way you get there without it. So basically then just simply get maybe going to the library, getting a movie of a country and a people that you're working with, you know, to get culturally smart and to understand and at least, you know, be able to, to know something of, of a people or a country or, or a situation. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting on the internet and finding out just what all of the bang bang and you know, no-nos and the shouting is all about. And then you know where to place yourself. But here's the thing, inside, and, and I say this a lot on the show because it's how I think and it's, I say it everywhere. It's, it's just part of me and who I am. That each one of us have to stop and take breath and acknowledge the individualness of what we are. I know that the oneness that we are is unquestionable. There's no way we can actually tear ourselves away or break away or think separate from the source. And when you come to that, you realize so of that, no matter what we look like, no matter how much we may be different in texture and color and design, that there is a single means and ways that any one of us come to the embodiment of life. And then with that, then we have to take a look at the fact that each one of us are very, very different. We look different. You know, again, we have all the textures and, and uh, the colors and all that makes us separate. And in that, there is a coding. In our DNA codes, we learn that that DNA code can actually help me find a particular person out of the billions of people on this earth. That our fingerprint will help us find a person amongst all of the billions and trillions of people of the planet. 
Okay, then, then I just want you to get serious about that and then think, well, how does that all fit in? Well, that's that individuality that you are. And what I've come to accept in all of my practices and cultural exposure is that's my mission. That's what makes me a particular part of what it's all about. And each one, I believe each one of us have that. I believe you have that. So maybe you're not in, you know, South, North Korea doing anything there. Maybe you're not at the Olympics. Maybe, maybe you're not in a particular area where disaster or turmoil or, or tension has developed. But I know this, if you're anywhere on this planet, it's affecting you. You're having some kind of interconnectedness with it on the scientific level of what we're calling quantum or energy. Because at the, at the level of atoms and energy and electrons that we work with, there is just that one, one being that we are. So it's, to me, it's so important that you wake up every day knowing you make a difference, knowing you can be counted. I love recently working with some of the Asian children and immediately, and, and by children I mean anywhere from 10 to about 18 years old. And one of the young girls, about 14, had actually said to me, Grandmother Parisha, you know, when you wake up each morning, what do you automatically make your goal? And, you know, I explained some of my morning routine and everything, and, and she looked at me with this beautiful, beautiful face and smile and said, so, the most important thing to you every day is to put a smile on God's face. And that went right to my heart. You know it would, right? It went right to my heart, and it was so beautiful to just have that moment where she beamed everything that she was saying at me. I mean, through there, God was definitely shining through that face and those beautiful eyes. And it's like, so I said to her, so do you think that that's something that we all can manage to do? And she said, I know I can. Since I've been reading and studying, and you've been asking us to get more understanding on some of the science that you teach, what I call spiritual science. She said, I'm coming to understand that when I wake up every morning, I need to put a smile on my face. And she said, some mornings it's harder than others, but most of the mornings I can do it very easily. And on those hard mornings, I remember things you've said and things I've read that are beautiful and touching. And then that brings my smile. I mean, listen to this. This is our young that are coming in with it. You know, we usually only hear about the plight of our young people and drugs and so forth. And not, oh, beloved, there, there are huge numbers of them that are definitely coming in as the new warriors of peace and spirituality. And so basically they just, you know, the whole day was geared toward other groups and other peoples who they, their particular culture may have conflict with or something and bringing around what are the strategies we can use. And then it just becomes real evident and very intelligent to understand Then the first thing we have to do is stop worrying about, stop giving any attention, any, any attention, no attention to whatever it is that we say is negative or not as positive or not the beauty way. You know, I, I, in my language, we don't have the division of positive and negative. And I know that I've said it a few times today, but due to some recent work with Mar Michael Lozier's book, Law of Attraction, I, I had become aware of how many times I use don't, you know, no, and not in talking. And those actually cancel out in the brain the directive that says we are we this is something that needs to stop or something that at this point we will 
do uh, in a different way. See, I'm struggling right now to not say don't, know or not, right? So anyway, just to look at that and to work with that become such a big thing for a lot of us that oh, I would consider old troopers in all of this new science, spiritual science. But just to know that we need to take charge of that, that once we start emanating that, that this individuality that you are begins to take you to a successful path. Sometimes I get questions and, you know, people say, well, as a spiritual teacher and elder, how is it that you teach business and stock market and, and all these other things that you teach, you know, and it's like, well, I guess we can investigate the word other things. What I see as business and success and stock market and everything is part of our life. So I don't know how it's other because it's of our life. And it's things that we need to know because inevitably as we move through this plane, we want to attract the particular monetary flow or the or particular wealth principles that we're going to need to move about on this planet in the fashion and the means of which we need to be. You know, going to the airport, I can't go there and tell them I'm a humanitarian and I really would like your charitable consideration for a ticket. No, it don't work that way. You know, and it's no matter how much that I've worked at seeing the world in a positive way, because remember, I was raised where money was not my bargaining agent. But then I lived amongst people who didn't use money for bargaining the goods and the rights and the whatever, okay? Today, the mindset is it is in the dollar exchange. So then you get over and stop making that negative and you get with making everything work the way you need it to by being in flow with that, not, you know, seeing it in an ugly or putting any uglies on it, but just simply see the need and move it along. So basically for me, you know, being, if you're a spiritual, if means only if that's your choice, not that it's a judgment against what level you may be at, okay? But if that's your choice to be more spiritually aware and being more spiritually involved in how your life unfolds, one of the things going to come up is your wealth and how you move through your day. So if it's a job you're working, you put your the joyfulness of that happy face on and you emanate that love, you emanate that joy, you emanate that appreciation. Um, we, we did a little practice after this particular instance where I shared about the young lady telling me about the smile but the, that I put a smile on God's face, okay, is actually looking at what it takes from us to feel that smile. So it's not just enough to make the face all distorted and twisted to try and make it look like that. It's actually does the emanation of that come out. And so some of the other things that we discussed at that point was in in all of the particular chemistry that goes on through our body as we take on these particular feelings. How important are the feelings? Well, that smile is worth nothing if there's a grimace behind it and there's an ugliness, a sadness, a, a, an anger, a fear behind it. So when we're looking at the feeling, then that's what we're broadcasting. And that's what finally has the effect and the impact. And that feeling is something we can control by the way we talk to it, by the way we identify, like I said, in working with the words, you know, uh, omitting and taking out of our vocabulary certain words. All of that makes a change, and the vibrational and the chemistry change in that makes the whole field, that 10-foot egg around you, or that what we were referring to as aura, okay, your electromagnetic field, it all changes. And once that changes, it affects all of the other space and energy around you. So this is the way we're changing the world. I know many, many years ago, and I've had some people, you know, pretty much in their 60s and 70s who were part of the PM, TM meditation, Transcendental Meditation, actually talk about, oh yeah, way back then I used to do that. 
and uh, yeah, I think we were doing some good, you know, kind of like that. And it's like, okay, why do you think you were doing some good? And then they'll give me, you know, things that changed, that they saw change, that they targeted, and things did change there. And it's like, so why is there a weakness in your statement? And then they thought about it, and like, you know, the ones that responded to me said, well, because I don't know why I stopped doing it. And I said, ah, that's called the human element. We share that so much. People find something that works and something else directs your attention off and you just don't do it anymore. And then we, we don't have the results and then so therefore the negative starts becoming reinforced. So there's just these very common things that we can do that shows your importance. In order to see the evolution of what we know to be the peaceful world that we can have. You have to first look at the history of our evolution, which has been involved in just horror stories of slaughter and murder and politics and manipulation, both religiously as well as politically through the governments. And understand, all of that is a part of an evolutionary track that we have been on. And that in our world today, though we presently have been able to negotiate most of the situations that come up in such a way, there are still thousands upon thousands of people that die under such conflict and under such hatred and bitterness and fear. And so every day, every one of us is needed. Every day you have a calling. That individuality that that fingerprint says is that you have an element that nobody else does. That you have a particular that cannot be facilitated by somebody else. And so whether it's just, you know, five minutes maybe at, at, in a day's time, that you can pull five minutes, ten minutes, whatever you can pull to actually sit down and have in that moment and in that time span total, total focus on being this global light, being this center where the Great Spirit can actually emanate from you. Just doing that. You're contributing to the evolutionary changes of us coming to be an intelligent and peaceful species. So, you know, when people tell me there's nothing I can do, you know, I, I, I know I don't like what's happening, but there's nothing I can do. Oh, that is not a fact. There is a lot you can do. Always there is a lot you can do. Not only sitting in meditation, but the way, again, the way you talk, the, the way you interact, all of that has outcome. And for you to disqualify yourself, for you to take away the self-value that you are, that's what's hurting us. That's, what, that's what's actually creating a lot of what we don't want, is you making yourself not worthy. So coming back to, you know, how did you get here? How do you feel... What, you know, other than the fact that if you don't know how the whole thing starts, get, get into looking at some of the stuff on the internet about, you know, creation conception, and then start looking at some of the things that shows you how all of the different systems and parts of the body work, and seeing this magnificent thing that you exist in, this body, and think about how, how well it has to work in complete cooperation and allowance of each other to have you do all the things you're capable of doing physically. And then, then, then the question has to come, how could the particular perfection of us as a human being come about without some kind of order or intelligence? or a source. And I, you know, I don't really care what your religion is. I don't care how you worship as long as you're realizing in it, it needs to be pronouncing 
the greater rewards of love, therefore caring and being of good faith to each other. Okay, so right now for you to just begin to get a better sense of what your body is and begin the appreciation of all that it's able to do and all that you do with it. You know, how, how, how simple is it to just take a few steps when there are so many who cannot walk? And in those who cannot walk, they find another focus that takes them to a specific that they're here for. We've dealt so long now with people that will come to me and, you know, they have very severe handicaps. Uh, I particularly admire Stephen Hawkins, the great cosmologist, and the fact that he's totally held to a wheelchair, but has managed to continue his life in a normal way with family and wife and no, no body movement capabilities at all. So then again, he has to put that extraordinary, beautiful mind to work, doesn't he? So each one of us, by purpose, I truly accept at this point in my life, by purpose, whether we have the facilitating of the body in a totality way or we have impairments here or there, whatever, by purpose, those things bring us to being the greatness of humanity. So then the only track that we can do that through is through the heart and mind, right? Because that's where the particular totality of any kind of outward communication or projection or emanation takes place. So just for you to actually get in touch with the magnificence of having the gift of a body. For my people, the Cherokee, we, the word for body is, is the same word we use for an altar, a place for holy prayer and demonstration and presence. So when you put that body to a higher level of appreciation, when you begin to bathe yourself and allow yourself to heal while the water runs across your body, remember we all begin in the mother's waters. And then just allowing the bathing to begin to heal you, let the water run across you, and allowing your full focus to be on how the water is touching you. It's the gift of baptism again. It's the gift of rebirth again. And right there, you can make that connection to Great Spirit and allow yourself to become totally charged totally charged and given a greater source of power by acknowledging your source. Making that a sacred place where you talk to the body with appreciation. To actually letting it know all those trillions of cells that are in there that make up what this body is. Trillions of cells. That in the nucleus of each one of those cells there is an absolute duplicate of the total being of body that you are. So your whole self exists in that little nucleus in every cell, which are trillions. You have to get a very powerful microscope, don't you, to look through there and see one. And to begin to know that, then you have to begin to accept along the road of those studies and explorations that this body moves the same as that universe that's way, 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 way out there beyond this planet. And then you begin to look at other questions that come up that how is this and how is that? And yeah, I saw this, but what was that? You know, what was... So then you begin to see what I consider the amazing, magical gift of how it all unfolds. It starts with you. It starts with you. With how you sit with you. And when you've mastered that, that ability to be in touch with you, to be 
to know that no matter what's going on out here, I don't care what's going on, okay, that the only way any of that will have any of the peaceful effects you may be desiring of it, or whatever effect that you're seeking, success and all the other things we pursue, has to happen inside. doesn't happen outside. So even when you're studying wealth principles and going to workshops and all the things that we do as the people we are, okay, it still has to be about go, the changes you make in you, the acceptance of the things that has to be done that shows the process of how you bring it about. So it starts back with you putting the value in you. Oh, beloved, such a precious trust there is between us, the body, and Creator. And then we have to come to understanding the particular levels of that existence. And then there is the Spirit, the everlasting and the forever part of us, the observer or the soul, or the Great Spirit, however and whatever your many sacred ways of expressing that is. It's okay. But it's forever there observing, forever there in touch. We're never ever alone. We are never ever separated. We're always in complete harmony and love with that. That no matter how much we reject it, no matter how much we put from it. No matter how much anger we act out, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter, it's always there. It's always there. And always silent and watching and waiting for us to acknowledge and make that connection. Sometimes we do it by screaming out in agony and very painful, sorrowful moments. Then there are those very beautiful moments to where it's just happiness. And as my young friend said, that smile. So it is about you, no matter what we're looking at, no matter what we're taking care of as far as wanting change, has to start with us. It's still up to humanity to do humanity. And it's still up to us to live out the purpose of your very being. Why you? Why the fingerprint? Why no other? Explore that and begin to see that. Look for the beautiful things that is. You know, I, when I've said that to some people, they come back and say, well, whenever I do that, you know, I just run into all of these negative things, you know, I always feel bad or whatever. And it's like, okay, that has to change. Then whatever it takes, maybe it's music, maybe it's dancing, maybe, maybe it's listening to a tape, maybe it's going back and reading a particular part of a book you've highlighted or something. You have to take that on. Don't run from that. Face up to that. And if you're going into that particular negative swing, then know it's normal. Okay, stop making yourself bad for that. Okay, remember that you live in the third dimension as a body being. Okay, and in the third dimension, all is positive and negative. All. So if we make the negative something that we have to destroy, we're destroying ourselves. So in the terms of positive and negative, we have to change good and bad. We have to place it into positive and negative energy, like what makes the lights come on and when you turn the switch on, all the good things that work with the positive and the negative. And in that, you begin to change what you consider good and bad. You've made them good and bad, not, not scientifically whole, the positive and the negative has become good and bad. No, 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 it is not. It is essential, and it is the life force. And so then we begin to come into ourselves with that. When, we, when we're doing all this emotional feeling stuff, and it isn't of the beauty that we want. 
that somewhere in there we've made something bad. And all you have to do is look at that and give it a chance. Just look at that and give it a chance. Look at what else it can be, what else it is, and what is the reason, purpose, and rhyme. Just understand, you know. Understanding doesn't say we agree. Understanding doesn't say, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Understanding says, so I see it as it is what it is. Then I, you know, I, I have to make the choices along the way. Am I going to participate in that? Am I supporting that? Am I upholding that? Those, this is all different. Understanding just says, you see it there, it exists. It, too, has purpose. And that you say you understand that now. And then comes what the only law my people have, the only rule my people have ever taught me is respect, to respect it, to understand that there are so many contrasts, there are so many opposites in this world. I have to trust, I have to trust myself in all that. I have to realize that the gift of life and all that I have is a trust, and that to know that that has purpose, whatever the that is, be it people, things, places, forms, beliefs, politics, whatever. I have to understand it only. And with that comes the compassion. Compassion meaning you do understand. You can relate to it in as much as you understand that it's different and of what difference it is. Then you allow. You have to step back and allow the difference to be the difference. Now, I get many people after a teaching or a lecture come back and say, but what if it's this thing that is harming and destroying and killing? And say, well, now you've entered a whole different state. And as beings, usually working through the fear programs of fight or flight and the so forth and on that we go through, we inevitably come to the next worst, the next worst, and the next worst, okay? In this respect, I'm saying to you, just for now, deal with the understanding of what it is. And yes, if it's something that, you know, I'm not telling you to stand there and watch someone kill someone. Now, we get into, remember that in my pursuits of life, I've dealt with the many in-depth theologies and I know that there are religions that say that if you come upon such as that, that you, if someone you walked up and someone was beating someone else or killing someone else, is that you are to stay detached. Well, I have not succeeded at that level, beloveds, and I may still be swimming out there in my own gooey quagmire with that, but I step in. And for me, you know, I my perspective on that, my retake on that, and it doesn't mean anybody else's is wrong. It's just how I've learned to deal with it and how I've come to 78 years here with it is I believe if it's in front of me and it's taking place there, then it's mine to do. That's how I handle it. That's how I've always gotten through it. And when I've been in the process of learning and studying, the many different ways, and I come to that place where people say, these are all karmas being acted out, and therefore should not be interrupted. And, you know, and I pursue that with the element of understanding again, you know, and coming to where I understand that that's how you can see that, and that's how you can work in that. And I've tried it, and I've tried it. And I've tried very hard in it. But, and the but's capital letters, I need to step in. Walking between earth and sky, to me as a peacekeeper, says that I need to be an element of energy. This body altar of which I am needs to enter into the field with these emanations of bringing the better way, the beauty way. And the only way you can do that is engage. 
okay, and say, speak up, move in, look at where you want to go with it and see what you want to make of it. And when I do that, there's been wonderful outcome. You know, I, I, my history with it is a very successful one. So for me, me, the individual, the different one that I am from all else, finds that that works for me. I find people I work very close with who are particular of, of different faiths and religions and cultures and so forth and on. Each, each one of them bring a difference to my life in different ways when we're in the field working. And I don't ask of them, and nor do I expect that they should go beyond where they believe or where they live and have their being. So when we come into situations, many times I'll be doing one thing and someone will come urgently and ask that I come because they realize that that's where I go and how I work. But in their beliefs, that's something that would be karmically incorrect for them to handle. So that's okay. So like I said, for you and me, the, the whole trip in what we call life, and it's such a small window, such a small window for you to get in touch with this, just ignoring it and letting each day pass. You know, you want to come back around. The fact that you could be listening to this show and that these, you know, this particular subject is what we're discussing now. Make sure that you understand all of that has reason, purpose, and rhyme. And that as you move, the whole point here is you. You know, some people say, but don't you see a bit of selfishness in that? No. What I know, that is if you don't get to the point to where you work on you, and you do it for your purpose and needs, you're never going to be there. Never. It's not out there. It's all around you. The contrast, the consequences, everybody else's story. Just one huge stage. And everybody that's out there is in their own star role. They have the major role in that particular thing because that's their field. Their field is just as important as your field. And they're going through and acting that out as best they can. You do yours. And that's to find out where you are, where the center of you are, what you're feeling, what you're dealing with, and what you have to do to handle that. That's where you want to be. And will you be able to do that by putting all your hours into work, making sure that you do all of the other life-sustaining things, and, you know, maybe sitting in front of the TV or whatever? No does not work. You will and must put into it time. So time set aside for yourself. Time set aside for your practices. Placement and positioning of a particular part of your day that just becomes all about you. All about you. And what you need to do to care for you. Again, this gift of the body is a trust. And when we look at how we treat it and how little time we give to it, like I said, we run through the shower, the bath, or whatever. We hurry through this, we hurry through that. At every moment, we are totally unaware of anything other than what the insanity of time is pushing us through. No. You're so, so much more, so much beauty there. Make sure that you take time to be of that beauty. So as we see things happening through the week and all the great things that are taking place, as we move toward the unity of humanity. Know that you're vital. You have a very vital role in it. So we're going to move forward and uh, knowing that through the rest of this week I'm looking forward to you just getting everything in place and taking care of the things that's important and making beauty and 
happiness and wealth and all of the successful things that we say we want that makes up the good life. You are definitely entitled to the good life. This is Parisha, and this program is Windows in Your Mind. And I thank you for taking this time and spending some time with me and listening to my jabbering and my little responses on different things. But more important than all of that, know that I think of you every day. And sometimes I feel some of you. And I realize you're reaching out. And know in those moments when you feel that you think that you have gotten response, I reached back. That's how important you are. So have all wonderful things this week and be talking to you next week. OCO now. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.